okay over there? Yes. <laughs> you see, you seem to be. Uh, it was. Uh, I didn't let the. Uh, I didn't let the little ball on this guy cool down before I hit it, and it was uh, hot. Well, I, I mean, we all have our crosses to bear. Yeah, that's just, I, I, I don't, I don't know how I get out of bed with these problems, but I've managed to do it. I know. Well, just like just, just uh, before you know, when you said you had to take Vanessa to the um, to home, he had to take Vanessa home. I realized that our keg was about to pop, and so I had to run out to the store and get a backup case of beer. So, I mean, so there you go. Everything works out in the uh, end That's, because I'm an Eagle Scout. Yes, yeah, so they always be prepared. Yeah, always be prepared. All right. So anyway, everybody, um, I am Justin Woods, and welcome to the Woods Cast. We are doing our damnedest to make this the dumbest podcast you listen to. Um, killing brain cells in real time. I'll say this. If you guys, anyone that listens to us actually decides to reach out and says, hey, this is a dumber podcast than yours, <laughs> I would love to hear it. Yeah. I would love to hear what the production quality on that shit burgs like. Yeah. So uh, with me, as always, um, hitting, the, hitting the ball is my brother Shay. What's going on, Shay? Howdy do y'all. Um, so we had to take a we had to take a break last week. Shay was uh, Shay was on a um, a, a, a pilgrimage to uh, the mecca that is uh, Huntington, West Virginia. And, what what? Yeah, Moneyton? Had to go home and see all of his friends in Moneyton. And uh, I was in Boston for a conference, which was mostly mind numbing. So so we had to take a break. So this week, uh, I guess we're just going to do a bit of a wrap up to try, try to hit the highlights of the last two week. Anything that caught sure. our fancy. There is so much shit we could talk about. I mean, anything from only 22,000 jobs created last month to... Um, I do want to bring up Jared Kushner getting his security clearance fucking rammed through for no reason. Oh, that's um, good. That's good, yeah. I mean, there's just so much shit to talk about. But we'll, we'll hit the highlights. We'll hit the highlights. Um, all right, so uh, we are recording this. What's today, Shay? Today is the 10th, March 10th, Sunday, March 10th. Recording this uh, Sunday night because uh, Shay has a D and D party tomorrow night. He's got a got a fucking. Uh, I mean, D&D. it's not a D and D party. We're running a D and D campaign. All right, did if you're gonna make fun of me, at least get your shit straight. All right, but but you are doing. Uh, I thought this was novel. What? How do you get plus one damage, Shay? Uh, chugging beers. Actually, I think it's technically if you chug beers, you get you get advantage, which means you simply if you can pound a whole beer quick enough, you get to roll your dice a second time. If your oh. uh, your your numbers don't work out, uh, this idea has been tossed around and used in previous games uh, to some success and may- mostly failure. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I can see that being fun. I see it being fun. There's a there's a card game named uh, oh Munchkin. Where it's like a little card game where you can, you know, you, you, you flip a card and you find a monster and you attack it and kill it and you get a point, you know. And the point is, like, first person to, you know, seven, whatever you want to play to, wins a game and you can screw over each other. And it's a fun game. It's it's a character, uh, caricature of, like, D&D. It's, um, like, one of the, uh, like, one of the items you can play is uh, the knee pads of, uh, knee pads of uh, influence, you know, so it's this uh, female, like, orc on her knees. And so, nice. Yeah. So, like, if you play that card, whoever whoever you played against has to give you an item or whatever. You know, it's it's, it's just it's just, it's crass and everything like that. That's and, woke as fuck. Yeah. And oh, it's fun in hell. And uh, but every time we play it, everybody knows that Woods is gonna just get fucking shit faced because I don't play the game enough to really know what's going on. So everybody's like explaining the rules to me, and while they're explaining it, or I'm waiting for my turn, I'm just pounding drinks. So it's like I I, I know that every time we play this game, I'm gonna get lit. But, uh, like, the last time we played it, Mark's like, well, let's play Munchkin, so uh, I guess Woods can get annihilated. And I'm like, hey, okay. <laughs> hey, man, that is insulting and accurate. Yeah, like, Pass that, me a beer. That seems like a shot to me. Uh, anybody else want to run a Coke? Um, yeah. 
All right, so, uh, okay, so like I said, Monday, Monday, March 10th, bunch of shit going on, so here are the weekly numbers, Shay. I'm on my third beer. What about you? Uh, Well, I had a housewarming party to go to, so for the day, I'm at like, like six or seven beers. All right, so, like, so yeah, we're, a few we're, glasses of bourbon, you know, standard Sunday. Yeah, so we're in, we're in the zone for news. Yeah, yeah, um, I mean, I'm in the news zone. That's, that's where I'm at. All right, all right, we are in the 779th day of the Trump presidency. And um, this is actually interesting. The Washington Post uh, threw up an article the other day. So in the 773rd day, so six days ago, Donald Trump had uh, 9,014 uh, false or um, uh, untrue claims since he became president. Fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like those are some good numbers. So like they, they said they go on further to say that in his first year he averaged about six false uh, or misleading claims a day. In his second year it was sixteen point five, and so far in, in uh, two thousand nineteen he's uh, averaging twenty two claims a day that are just ho- complete horseshit. <laughs> that is fantastic. That's fantastic. So that's what we're doing with the seven hundred seventy nine days of. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's, that number is bigger now. Um, I assume there's somewhere I can go to look up each individual one. There's got to be. There, okay, yeah. Uh, so the Washington Post has a fact checker that keeps track of this. Um, they seem to be more on it than most people because they update it month to month. Um, PolitiFact has a running total of like Barack Obama and all the presidents, but it's just those just numbers seem really off to me. Um, not only has PolitiFact been shown multiple times to be complete horseshit themselves. But the numbers are like Barack Obama told 73 lies and Donald Trump has told 150. Like, I guess they're like only counting the absolute false things like they say, not like the half-truths that they tell every day. Or yeah, that, well, I mean, that's kind of why I, I, need to, I always like to tell people, always keep that in mind with a grain of salt. Because, like, depending on how you're, you're defining something, uh, you can make your list as long as you want. Oh, but. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, the demand's full of shit. It doesn't change anything. Yeah, no, no, no. He, he is a documented liar. That's a funny thing. Um, all right, so we are in the uh, 271st day of being totally um, out, um, free of any threat from North Korea. And we have to talk, well, one of the things we're going to have to talk about is the North Korea summit. Um, we are in the 44th day of a working government, and that seems honestly um, pretty unlikely to go anywhere because, or I'm sorry, we, we have a deadline coming up the, in midsummer. They've got to do the debt ceiling, so they could fuck that all up in, in record time. Um, so right now, as of February 28th, Donald Trump is sitting at a 43% approval rate with Gallup. Um, you might hear a lot of talk about how like he's going up in the polls lately. Um, that's in one-offs like Rasmussen and shit like that. Like He's going nowhere in Gallup, who checks it regularly. And by comparison, just to, to prove that I'm right, 538 still has him at 41.8%. Like Those numbers aren't going fucking anywhere. I was just asked what's, by. I was just asked What's by the lowest he's ever been at? Uh, thirty-five. Ah. So like, he literally stays between thirty-five and forty-five percent for the last you know eighteen, nineteen months, whatever it is of his presidency. You know, I guess it's like twenty-four months, twenty-five months, or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, like he doesn't go anywhere. And I've got friends that are talking about how like they really don't see Donald Trump losing the presidency, and all the Dems are like so crazy about everything. And they're like, how do you think the Dems will win it? I'm like, well, you know, he only won about 80,000 votes spread across, uh, was it, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Like, that's not hard to swing the other way. I don't think the Democrats are going to leave that on the table. And also, like, he's not adding anybody with all this horseshit. No, and I, I, I would I would love, I mean, you know, 
I I guarantee you there's, you know, X percentage of those people that voted last time that are like, ah, oh, God damn it, and they're probably oh, yeah. not going to get – it made – you know, you're still going to have to, you know, get out there and put, you know, pound pavement and talk to people and do the normal campaign thing. But, you know, I just – I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, really, it's, it's hard to shoot that fish in that particular barrel until we have a candidate. Like, right now there's – there's yeah, about, there's like what sixteen some candidates, and we haven't talked a lot about the Democratic candidates, and I th- I think we'll hold off on that. Like I want to get like maybe John or somebody else on, because you know to uh, like three or four liberals to really decide what the Democrats should do, because that that's always what you do. Exactly. So in that yeah. vein, I have heard on a couple of other podcasts, and then in like very like, it's a lot of like people are saying and this and that. But it, that something has changed that, like, makes it much more likely or Joe Biden, you know, is much more likely to be involved now. Somebody's not running. I haven't. Have you seen any of this? It seems like it's a bunch of bunch of scuttle button, whatever. But yeah, <coughs> so me. so that's that's like later. Like, I have that down here at the end of our yeah. thing because I don't I don't think it. But I think what you're talking about is there was a new Iowa poll that came out recently that put um, Biden at 27 percent over Bernie Sanders. Um at twenty five percent, and um, that's basically what it is. Like, like people, okay, I think you might be hearing people say that you know people say that um, you know if um, the thing I saw so, so right now so the latest Iowa straw poll for March third to six is uh, likely Democratic caucus goers. Uh, you got Biden twenty seven, Bernie uh, Sanders twenty five, Elizabeth Warren is at nine. Kamala Harris at seven, better or work at five, Cory Booker three, Amy Klobuchar is at three, and then nobody else cracks that uh, that are running. So the kind of thing is like if you saw that poll, there's no reason you should see that poll and then not want to jump in the race. Yeah. But but then again, like you and I have talked about, like they're both really fucking old. Yeah. Again, and I've said this, I wouldn't have a problem like Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders to me are a great uh, example of what I like versus what's electable. Um, those and those two things are not necessarily the same thing. Uh, but uh, I would have would have a problem with a candidate of that age as long as the VP is younger. I mean yeah. that's that's my big thing because I just yeah. you know, and the VP needs to be badass too because I don't want some chode as the vice president and then our eighty year old president kick the bucket the fourth day in office and some wanker take over. Yeah, that, and we, we've talked about that, too, like, just between the two of us. Um, there's been a lot of talk or, or hype or whatever that if Biden would get in, and he said this before, I think. Somebody, if somebody wants to fact-check me, he can. But I think he said before that, you know, he would get in um, and ru- and promise to run as a one-term president and um, pick, you know, pick somebody who's younger. So, like... Like me personally, I like Kamala Harris. I think she's you know strong. I think she could take Donald Trump on and kick his teeth in in a debate. Um, so, like I think it'd be great if if Bernie's or, I'm sorry, uh, you know Joe Biden wants to run. He picks Kamala Harris as as a, uh, a VP. He promises he's only going to run run term run for one term or serve one term, and then he bows out. And Kamala Harris is the VP that runs you. Know, uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's an infinite ways of iteration around that you can do. I mean, whatever, but, but I get you, like uh, a younger VP, and uh, some kind of, some kind of nod to the fact that the old guard needs to be old guard and fuck off for a while. Yeah, I don't know. That's just one of those things. Like, I, I honestly think he, he's, he's. 
I don't like him as much as others, but I think he he's he could have a real shot at it if he got out there. And the big thing for me is I bet he would Joe Biden would do really well uh, on stage across from Donald Trump. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I, at least in my opinion, he would because he's he's got the same kind of swagger, but he's not in the same kind of shit eating grin. But he's not a he's just he's like the not gross version. He's you know he he would do well, but. He is so fucking old. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like he said, like, and, and he's old, but he also brings a lot of baggage with him because he's been he was in the Senate for what twenty eight, thirty years, something, yeah, something yeah. like that. So, so there are all these old votes that you know, in the in the back, I mean, um, back in the you know seventies and eighties or whatever that are going to look absolutely barbaric now. Um, not to mention the fact that he was the he um, chaired the uh, Anita Hill hearings. And basically let them just demolish her for yeah. three days before. And, he, and he's even said that he's like, yeah, I fucked that up. Like, I should have pushed back against that and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, uh, those are all valid points, but Donald Trump is already the president and he's got a lot of shit in his past that oh, you would yeah. think would make. So, I mean, it's kind of, it, it, I don't know. I don't know if that, I don't know if that matters anymore. Like, if he can, if he can get on stage and then just be toe to toe with Donald Trump and give him, you know, just look good in the debates, I think that's the big thing. You know, and have well, decent like they're, policies. They're, People know who he is, and they, you know, he'll be a, boring. He'd be such a boring candidate. Yeah, well, there and that people want that. Well, he could either be boring or he could have as many gaffes as Donald Trump does. But I don't know yeah. if anybody can do that. Yeah. Um, but like you and I have said before, like there isn't a person on the Democratic stage in that primary that I wouldn't vote for over Donald Trump. Like you would really yeah. have to. I mean. For fuck's sake, Kanye West would have to run right now, steal the nomination, and I'd be like, "Oh goddamn, I don't know." Oh, yeah, like, that's a bad one. Like, who's, like the, who's the third party candidate? Yeah, who's that? Oh, Gary Johnson's back. All right, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck these people. Oh. That's that's how that's Schultz's plan. That's how he's gonna run as the third party yeah. and the fucking kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kanye West. All right. So, meanwhile, back at the ranch, Dale said, to "Roy, fun stuff. Have you seen Captain Marvel yet?" Nope. Really I fun. was almost impossible for me to get tickets uh, unless I, I didn't buy look at it until like Wednesday and they were all sold out. Yeah. So yeah, kind of on that, um, kind of on that vein. Uh, Gracious, I went to go see it yesterday. It was super fun. Um, it's really great. Um, it's 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 already a smash. It's uh, 153 domestic, 153 million domestic, 455 million globally for just this weekend. There you um, go. <laughs> it's almost like those Marvel movies just print money at this point. Right. Well, and, and the funny, like I saw an article, you know, of course we talked about, we talked about this before that, um, there, the, um, incels and Alex Jones wannabes and the, you know, the, uh, men's rights activists have tried to review bombing on Rotten Tomatoes because it's yes. a social justice warrior movie where the chick has to save the day and all the white men are evil and all this other horseshit that they're projecting into a fucking comic book movie that, if it was a white dude, they would be dry humping the shit out of it. Yeah, uh, they actually uh, Rotten Tomatoes is changing how their review system works because because yeah. of that exact thing. I, I don't know the details because I kind of I kind of just look at the general score and then I use I use a cinema uh, score a lot too. Um, but yeah, I don't know what the changes they're making, but it's supposed to be you know not shitty. Well, first of all, letting people who, like people who are not film critics post a review about a movie that hasn't been re- released yet is just yeah. garbage. Like, you know, if if you if you uh, if Fred Johnson, you know, the um, Marvel movie, uh, um, you know, uh, um, 
critique guy from the Washington Post throws one up about, you know, a week and a half before, like, you know, that guy went to a screening. Like, that's fine. Yeah. But when Billy Bob Thornton or Billy Bob Joe, Joe Smith, whatever from, you know, you know, Kentucky throws up a review that says, why do, why, why is it, why do you hate white men? Like that guy clearly hasn't seen the movie and he's just listened to way too much Alex Jones. Uh, yeah, um, I haven't, I haven't seen how it had been like people been trying to review bomb it but i know i there was an article that was weeks and weeks ago that somebody at the studio had said like we're expecting that we're expecting it's going to come out we think it's a great movie it's going to do well but it's going to get bombed up front by all these jackasses yeah and and so the reviews you know that happened like even after the movie had apparently premiered they had to they had to delete fifty thousand reviews that were just you know basically incels like you know all these christie's that won't have sex with me or now heroes. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you, dude? Yeah, I do. That's Jesus uh, Christ. That's... It's, it's you know just again, it's 2019. We can't have anything nice. Nope. Uh, but uh, so apparently, um, you know, of course, it's gonna blow the doors off all bo- box office records, and I hope it should. I hope it does because it was a great movie. It was super fun. Um, and it's uh, also just a cool character that I really don't oh, want yeah. to go away. So she she is um so. Without too many spoilers, uh, Captain Marvel is a kind of a new generation heavy hitter in the Marvel Universe. Um, you've got your Thors, you've got your Thanos, you've got your Silver Surfers, you've got your, you know, Galactus, you know, these people that are that are basically forces of nature, but are still characters. And, and Marvel, you know, has to do a lot. You know, the Hulk, you know, Marvel has to do yeah. a lot to, like, try to, like, keep these, these characters in a, in a, in a, a, a bubble of, of some kind of reality while also making them the juggernauts in their stories. And Captain Marvel is a new one of those. She's fairly new to take her powers and be a new iteration as Carol Danvers. Um, they presented the Skrulls, which is a, is a shift shape shifting race of basically refugees. Um, and there's a, you know, there's a, kind they're of kind a, of dicks though, right? Well, there's a, there's a, there's a twist in the story where you find out they're not as bad as you think, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, but this is actually a good setup for one of my favorite Marvel um, events, which was Secret Invasion. So in Secret Invasion, the Skrulls spin. So there's this, there's this, like, there's this really religious like faction of the Skrulls who believe that they've spoken to God, and God said that Earth is their planet. They should, they should, they should inhabit. So they spend decades kidnapping and replacing Marvel superheroes until like they actually invade one day, and you find out like the Thor that was right beside you fighting with you all those years is really a Skrull. Ah, uh, like, okay. And so like. They have this. They have this like throwdown where they're like, "Hold oh my God, we don't know who we don't know who to trust because you know half the people we thought were the Avengers or Scrolls and all this crazy shit." And uh, it has the best. It has some of the best lines. Where finally, like Thor flies down to Earth, calls this huge lightning bolt in the middle of of, of um, Central Park. Um, fucking uh, uh, Captain America shows up and he's like, "I thought you were dead." And and Thor's like, "I thought you were dead too." And he's like, "Yeah, okay." And so then the Skrulls are on one side of Central Park, the the Avengers and everybody else is on the other, and they start talking to the Skrull Queen, and she's like, you know, he told us this was our home, and da, 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 da. He, they're like, who's he? Spider-Man's like, who's he? And she's like, God. And Iron Man's like, well, my God has a hammer. And yeah. Thor, and, and Thor's just like, Avengers assemble! And it's so fucking badass. So like they're setting that up, and I don't I don't care. I'll kick anybody's grandmother. I have to anybody's grandmother's ass. I have to to make that happen. So it was fun. I don't know what the uh, 
what their next phase is supposed to be. I don't know because after Infinity War, that's the end game, whatever, which is Infinity War Part Two. I don't know why they're they're being such dildos about the name. I don't yeah. give it. It's Infinity War Part Two, uh, but uh, no, I uh, yeah, we I don't know what their a, next we thing is. Sharpie and go to the movie theaters. Part yeah, Two, uh, Part Two. I just really, I would, I would love to see them get into the the more cosmic Marvel shit. Yeah, like some of that shit is wacky, and uh, that stuff's fun. Um, and they already got to a little bit of it with Guardians of the Galaxy and like the ancients, the what is it, the Celestials and all that shit. So, yeah. uh, are you having uh, some trouble with your uh, windscreen there, buddy? I don't know. It keeps flipping up in my face. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, you, you, obviously this is an audio medium, but the whole that the the grinding noise you heard probably about five minutes ago was Justin fucking with his windscreen. It keeps <laughs> popping up, and hitting him in the face. Yeah. But anyway. uh, yeah, but anyway, it's uh yeah, it's I I I'm excited for it. I'm gonna try to see see it this week. Yeah, it, it's um, cool. Yeah, um, I hope I hope she has a. Uh, I'm assuming she'll have some sort of part to play an end game, but we'll see. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think they even say that in like the final credits, like you know, she will be in Endgame or something. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. Um, uh, okay, uh, a couple other little side notes about Captain Marvel before we move on. Um, there was a, a an article I read today that basically that said, and and this isn't this is the headline of the article. It says um, Captain Marvel turns haters into red mist. I was like, that's pretty good because like it's just destroying everything at the box office. Um, the other thing is that fans are butthurt. Um, and okay, I guess I don't want to say that because you haven't seen the movie yet, but uh, fans are butthurt about how um, um, Fury actually loses his eye. It's actually a really funny part in the, in the show. In the movie. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. We'll leave it yeah. at that. So it happens, and like everybody who has seen Nick Fury, you know, Samuel Jackson, they actually rewrote um, when Marvel kind of re uh, rebooted their, um, their, um, comic lines i had to have to say like 10 years ago they actually rewrote um nick fury as a black man and basically just made it you know samuel L. jackson and you've all seen him and he's got that eye that's kind of gouged out and that happens in this movie and it happens in one of the funniest ways and people are so butthurt about it but i think it's it's just priceless so fantastic uh, well, yeah we'll leave it uh, and, and 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 just because uh captain marvel reminds me apparently early buzz for the shazam movie is pretty good oh yeah yeah um i showed that to um Speaking of, of both uh, Captain Marvel and Shazam, I showed Rachel the Captain Marvel. Um, I asked her, like, she uh, she was going to watch a Duke game. And I was like, well, while you go do that, I might watch, you know, Captain Marvel. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa I want to see that with you. It's like, no, no, no. You were drunk, and you said I was a nerd for seeing that. She goes, no, 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 I want to see that. So, that. so we went to go see it together. And then after we saw Captain Marvel, I showed her the trailer for uh, Shazam. And she's like, so when's that come up? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. nerd. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. So she's she. T- yeah. Uh, I think I think one reviewer said like I wanted to give this this movie a bear hug after you know because I dug it so much you know. Um, so yeah. So Shazam's getting some good buzz. Um, Netflix has a documentary out now. Right. Out, ugh, Jesus Christ! I'm only on my like fifth beer. Um, Netflix has a documentary out about flat earthers. Have you seen this yet? It's called Behind the Curve. No, I have not it, seen that. I bet is it good? It is fantastic for the for, most part. Coming from your your person, the whole flatter. I'm always I'm kind of envious because I don't have your understanding of physics and I'm just not good at math. So the whole flat air thing must be another level of fun for you because where they like make up their own math to explain things. No, they don't make <clears> up their own math. Like the the movie is is about an hour and twenty minutes. I would say. Um, I watched like half of it while I was making dinner one night, and then like I finished it after like later after I was done playing video games. 
And I just, like, you know, made myself a Roman coat and polished off the last, like, you know, 30 minutes. And <clears throat> basically they follow this guy named Mark Sargent, who is the new, like, messiah for Flat Earth. Like, he didn't really discover anything. He just um, f- came across the conspiracy theory that is the fact that the Earth is flat. Is a flat disc with an ice wall that holds in all the water. Thought it was interesting. Like, he, he actually said that he came across it as the last conspiracy theory because he says he's a conspiracy theorist. He was going to, it was the last, it was the last one he came to that he was going to debunk, but then found out it was true. And, <laughs> and what he, all this motherfucker did was um, post, uh, he called them flat earth clues. So there's an introductory to flat earth clues, which is like kind of like a cliff notes to it. And then there's a series of 12 videos on YouTube where he discusses the fact that, you know, the fact that while, you know, like, uh, the fact that while he looked at, while he was looking at the flight records, like, you know, those track planning websites, yep. he didn't see any of them go over the Indian Ocean, therefore the Earth is flat. Like, it's the most random fucking evidence you can come up with. I listened to him all in an afternoon doing, like, work at this conference, like, working on my talk at this conference. I had him in one ear. And it's just like, there's nothing to make you stop. It's not like, whoa, whoa, what'd that guy say? That was, no, it's just fucking gibberish. The whole fucking time. <laughs> Bad. And in this documentary, he talked about what you just said. You know, like, yeah, I have a, I have two masters in physics. And I'm working on a PhD in physics. I understand gravity and light and coherence and beam length and all the, you know, all that shit way more than any of these fucking fuckers do. Nerd. But, yeah, nerd. Um. But, like, this guy stands on, like, a beach, and he's in Washington, I think. He's, like, on the beach of a lake, and he says, you know, the scientists throw all this math at us. And I can just show you those buildings across the lake. That's Seattle. Like, if the Earth is curved, I shouldn't be able to see that. And, like, one of my buddies who watched this movie, too, sent me a message. He's like, yeah, numb nuts, but there's more buildings past that you can't see because the fucking Earth's curved. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's like it's so simple to debunk this stuff and actually the best part of this whole documentary is not once not twice or actually i would give them two not once but twice they actually prove the earth is round that's great yeah in the documentary with their own experiments they prove the earth is round and the experiments are actually very novel and they're fine and they're, they're you know they're, they're actually pretty sound these people know nothing about the coherence wavelength of light or how a dispersion or anything but they just fucked it all up. And they're like, the best one was, they talk about how if the earth rotates, you know, uh, 365 degrees every day, then it should be about 15 degrees an hour, right? Well, if you have a gyroscope that you just sit there, it should tilt 15 degrees in an hour. Well, you can't do that with a mechanical one because it'll stop spinning. So they got some numb nuts to give them $20,000 to buy a green, I think it's a green laser gyroscope, the kind of that go in, in commercial airplanes. Yeah. And so they turn this fucker on, and oh my god, they detect fifteen degrees an hour. <laughs> and then they go, then they go on this, then they go on this absolutely insane rant about how they've got to encase it in silver and bismuth and all these all these metals that I guess they think sound exotic, but they're like, we've just got to we've got to isolate it from the Earth's energies. I'm like, you're not making any sense now at all. Like you're just words. That's fantastic. Yeah, that no. that's funny. Did you see? There's that uh, one guy that got a lot of flack because he the fucking uh, he took the selfie from the top of Mount Everest, and f- from that spot with the selfie, you can see the curvature of the Earth behind him. And and, oh, and, yeah. every, and, and there's 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 people that are like attacking him, saying he's like a, a NASA plant who's sending out misinformation. It's incredible. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And one of the <laughs> like, funny no, things that's that, it's photoshopped. Yeah, one of, yeah. One of the funniest things that apparently this 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 new resurgent in flat Earth shit has has started because about ten years ago, some some guy who was an actual artist for and he's in this documentary. I don't, I don't remember his name. Doesn't matter. He's an idiot. But he's a um, he uh, he was an artist for NASA. And everybody's like, why does the artists need NASA? Well, I'm sure they need people to, like, mock up, like, you know, cool, like, murals about the space station or whatever. You know, I, you know, I can see that. That's part you're of the design gonna... process. Huh? That's part of the design process. Like, yeah, just about like... anything you're going to build has an, a, an artist rendering version of it. Exactly. You're not going to have some dude with a fucking PhD in math make that shit up. It's going to look retarded. Um, but, uh... What you need, but this guy apparently was at a par- a cocktail party, and all of NASA was like, "Hell yeah, we never went to the moon, ha ha ha, yeah, the Earth's flat." And so then he started telling everybody. So like that guy is like one end of this whole flat Earth spectrum, and then this Mark Sargent is, and 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 he actually like organizes people and has conferences. He's the other end. So like you got this one guy that says like you, nobody should go to that conference because these guys are charlatans and they all work for like. The original NASA artist is saying that the Mark Sargent guy is actually a CIA plant. He's not. It's not really his name and all. The, yeah, it's. I mean, it makes Alex Jones look reasonable. That's fantastic. Yeah, you gotta watch that. So that's fine. Um, what else we got? Uh, did you watch Cobra Kai on YouTube? Uh, that was the uh, YouTube series about the uh, other guy from Karate Kid, right? Well, it's it's about it's about it's basically about Johnny. Um, yeah, he's like the on, bad guy. Yeah, yeah, being down on his luck and then uh, restarting Cobra Kai and uh, Danny Larusso seeing Cobra Kai resurface and starting Miyagi Do to like take it back on. Yeah, I I I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's way better than it should be. It is. It blew my beard back. How fantastic yeah. it was, and we got a great, and we just got a trailer for season two. And I am wrist thick and rock hard to watch that. Nice, yeah. I, I haven't watched it. It's um, Karate Kid was never one of those ones that I was super into as a kid, but I do like it, and I, it's well, just really funny. Seen that? Yeah, exactly. And it's just really funny that of all the, of all the movies and shit that came out when I was a kid that are getting new properties and sequels, the Karate Kid's the one that has one that's actually good. Yeah, yeah. It was like really, that's. I have to say, like, I don't, you know, not to ruin it for anybody who hasn't listened to it or watched or watch it or shared. But it is it is so great in that each character becomes more of the other character. Yeah. So like so like Johnny learns that he's got to teach these kids some respect and some some control, and you know Daniel's like we gotta fucking kick the shit out of him, and you're like <laughs> what the hell like what's That's going on? on? Is it is it the same guy that played Daniel in the original one? Oh, they're all the same actor. Nice. Oh uh, yeah yeah. Oh it's 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 it's. Fucking fantastic! I can't wait. Rachel, Rachel came down one day while I was like watching. She's like, "Are you shitting me?" I was like, "Shut up! This is awesome." Like, like you can leave or you can be quiet. Those are your two options. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, other dumb stuff that I'm following that I know you're following. Did you see the new Brightburn trailer? Uh, I did, and that looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm real excited based solely on the plate the part of the trailer where she pulls the sliver of glass out of her eye. Uh, that was much. That was uncomfortable, and that I, yeah. I hope that's the tone of the entire movie. I really, really, I want it to be. I, I really, the only thing I'm worried about is that in the end, like the power of the mother's love will turn him good or something. But it doesn't seem like that's where they're going with it. So, well, also, uh, like, what's the other option? Like, how you yeah. gonna fucking, how you gonna, how are you gonna rub out Cause, a because uh, the kid's thirteen year old Superman? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And clearly, uh, the kid is gonna 
he's at least in the trailer it looks like they're gonna have him doing some shit that really messes with people hard. So um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, when is that out? I don't know. That's not soonish. Uh, I want to say like April, or I'm actually making that up. It is May. May. That was also one like you know I I love these uh, smart cast apps where you can just throw shit onto your TV. So like we're sitting watching TV and I, I tell Rachel, tell Rachel like, hey, check this shit out. She watched the whole trailer. She's like, so when's that coming out? I'm like, yeah, nerd. Yeah, and I love that the cast is great too. Like, I can't remember the name of the actor that plays the husband, but Elizabeth Banks is fucking solid. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, David Denham, Denman, that's him. But mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, it's written by, you know, the guns, uh, directed by the guy that directed a bunch of other great shit too. So, uh, yeah, I- I'm optimistic for it. Uh, it looks cool, and it's it's very clearly a poke at Man of Steel. Yeah. Yeah, and, and well, like very po- specifically that movie. I mean, it's the, the whole superhero thing in general, but like they recreate shots in the trailer that are also from the trailer of Man of Steel. Yeah, yes. The uh, the uh, there's there's a there's a part in the trailer if you guys remember, like this part where uh, Clark Kent was was confronted by a bunch of bullies and he doesn't fight back and he he uh, he has this he like he's leaning against a fence and when his uh, when Kevin Costner. Who did? Who got no credit for being fucking fantastic? He was Man great at that. I like he Man is... of Steel. A lot of people don't, but I, I, they, I think it's 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 one of the better DC movies. I enjoyed you, it a lot. You that that scene where you got you got a grown Clark Kent holding his mother and the other survivors underneath a underpass in Kansas while um, his dad tells him to not show his powers and save him. Yeah, like he stops him, and there's that it's moment solid. where they look at each other, and you're like, "Oh, goddamn, that's solid." Um, but yeah, so so the bullies, uh, you know, bullies knock him down. Uh, Kevin Costner goes over and helps him up. Looks at the fence and sees that uh, Clark has crushed the uh, fence post behind him with his bare hands, and he goes, "You know, you, you know, you could have fought back, but you didn't. That's great." And in, the, and in this trailer, uh, the teacher tells a young girl to pick up the uh, young. I don't even think we know his name. I don't think so. And uh, whatever. Yeah. So she puts out her hand, and he uh, apparently crushes it into a oh. pulp. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's yeah. A, yeah it, I don't know. I'm, I, that one's pretty interesting. Um, ex- although every time I see a, like I saw a Brightburn two trailer like headline on a movie website, <laughs> and fucking thought it was a trailer for the sequel to Bright on Netflix, and I'm uh, never going to keep that shit straight. Yeah. That was also fun. I, I liked it. Yeah, it's fun. it. You know, it got a lot of hate, but I'm with it, when it comes to Netflix movies, like I'm just, I'm just. Does it entertain me? Yes or no? Because I didn't have to put pants on to watch it, and like, I mean, that was. I mean, really, all that movie was was just a good B movie. Like, it was an expensive yeah. B movie because it had a budget of almost a hundred million, and that's a lot for a Netflix movie. But uh, I don't know. I liked it. I liked Will Smith in it. Um, he looks horrifying as the genie in the new Aladdin trailers. But other than that, you know, I'm not going to hold that against Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, Bright had the best, like, the fact that orcs were gangsters was, like, the funniest fucking thing I've ever the seen. The cho- cholo orcs are the best thing ever. Like, yeah. I love it. it, it it's, so, it's, it's perfect. It's so fun. I love it. You got, you got these, like, these huge orcs with the L.A. Rams jerseys on. Fucking tied <laughs> up. So good. And, like, the, the one that caught me, the, the image that caught me was, like, they're driving through, like, the ghetto in L.A. And it's just, you know, like, gangs of orcs left and right. And they're all like, okay. And then, like, you... Like you can see through the window, you've got this one orc holding up like a Chevy uh, Impala with like two hands, while the other one works on it from underneath. They're just yeah. like, holding this fucking car while the yeah. other one, it's so other one's like fixing it. 
Yeah. Yeah, Badass. All right. So last but not least, Shay, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but Diablo 1 is now on PC at good old GameStop. What's it running for? I had seen that. Nine bucks. Nine bucks? That's pretty good. I mean, that's that's a good... Does it have Battle.net or is it just single player? I mean, can you play it online? That's the big thing for me. Ooh, that's a good question. I look at, hold on. Let me, let's just let me follow this link here. So, uh, yeah, I believe... I mean, like, they, they say right off the bat that it's a, a straight clone. Yeah, it has multiplayer. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, Battle.net matches. Uh, yeah, Battle.net, and then also remember you could do direct IP games, too. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could, I could kill some time with that. I am unemployed. I mean, what better thing to do than fucking replay Diablo? Oh my god, I'm looking at these screenshots. The fucking nostalgia boner this is giving oh, me. Oh yeah, cool. yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, and and this is one of the treasure troves that has been kind of a. Um, for those of you who, who do not know what GoodOldGames.com is, it's just www.gog.com, and their niche is that they take old games that are either out of copyright or have been given permission to re-up them to Windows 10 and and And, and some like, newer games, but not a lot. Nothing yeah. crazy. A lot of in newer indie games and stuff. And Yeah. Like, basically, they will they will license whatever they can get their goddamn hands yeah, on. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But their focus is, is just re-upping old games like Dooms and the... Um, like, uh, oh, oh God, what is that? Uh, Duke Nukem stuff and Quake and, you know, um, Alone in the Dark. Like, anything that ran on your Windows 95 PC back in the day that you just played the shit out of. Good old games will probably acquire it and fix the bugs and throw it up so that you can just download an, uh, um, an EXE and, um, just install it on your, on your plat, on whatever laptop or gaming system you have and play the shit out of it. And it's, amazing and so the best part about this is a shay and i i think we talked about in the last pod that we would just throw money at anybody that let us play diablo one and two mm-hmm. and so right now diablo one's up but uh the uh warcrafts are going to be up the um um starcraft and then i, I have to imagine in i will say to, this uh starcraft has too. a re- uh, StarCraft has a remastered edition that is pretty cheap and it is badass. Uh, Warcraft is. 1 and 2 do not age well. <laughs> I actually work. still have them and I've played them a little while ago. They don't, just because if you played RTSs uh, a lot, like the, the genre has gotten a lot more refined since then and it doesn't now. Uh, Warcraft 3 is still big titties. I love that shit. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, Warcraft 1 and Warcraft 2, I played them for about three minutes, and then I realized I still had Warcraft 3, and I deleted them and put Warcraft 3 back on. Like, the evolution of that game is very apparent, and there's a reason nobody plays Warcraft 1 and 2 anymore. Yeah. Uh, speaking of old games that need new versions, Jesus Christ, why do I not have another Heretic or Hexen game? Uh, oh no! Oh no! Heretic was the first one. Then Hexen was Hexen. That was just he- beyond Heretic. Okay, so that's the second one. Those were good as shit. And that was you remember those? Yeah, there's actual Hexen two, which is a yeah. actually a three D. Um, it's actual three D. Uh, yeah, I remember Hexen two. Yeah, yeah, no, we had it, that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like there are. I think they're on GoodOldGames.com. Uh, they're also on Steam for like fucking three bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That might have to be a buy for me, but that, 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 I those think that's good. where I got them too. I think that's where I got them. Yeah, because like you just put in hex in and it gives you all the options. You're like, oh yeah, for eight dollars I get all this shit. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's take a break before we get to the news, and uh, I'm gonna get go get another picture. I hope if the cake doesn't pop, and then okay. uh, I'll uh, take a leak and get some more beers. 
Alrighty. Just checking for my bang. <laughs> All right, we're back. Um, and while I think she and I could spend the majority of the uh, hour and a half or so we do this podcast talking about movies we like, movies we don't like, video games, and uh, random people who piss us off, you guys tune in for our hard-hitting, in-depth political coverage of the topics of the day. Daily News! Um, if anything, we promise to give you um, probably less facts and more um, uh, innuendo and personal attacks than most uh, cable news. That sounds uh, about that. That is uh, that is accurate. Except for Sean Hannity, who is living in his own bubble and apparently calls the uh, president every evening, which is scary as fuck. Oh my um, god! Yeah, Sean Hannity, who is the dumbest person. Actually, he's very happy that Tucker Carlson is on the um, TV because if not, he would be the dumbest person on on cable by far. Yeah, I, I that 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 art. I can't remember the name of the article. Uh, the the journalist who wrote the article, but that thing about um, how in bed with Fox News the Trump administration is is fucking horrifying. And that would be horrifying if it was any 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 party any any news network I, that, I don't want us because that's like now it's like the closest thing we have to state-run uh media oh exactly and you know remember all the brouhaha that was released when they found out that the dnc might have slipped hillary clinton a question or two oh and my like, god yeah they're like have you watched uh sean hannity at any given time like sean hannity comes up and does introductions for donald trump at rallies like how is that even fucking in the same ballpark but, and, and not to mention that it's even, but it is scary with Fox News because I mean I don't like cable news, but at least the other news networks do a much do a much better job of trying to uh, give people good information. Like Fox News isn't even fucking trying anymore. Well, Fox Fox News, if you pay attention, and it's a subtle thing, but like Rachel Maddow is liberal as hell, and I'm not even going to try to like debate otherwise because she is. Like she's she's she takes a liberal viewpoint on it. She bashes the president because of her liberal liberal viewpoint and how he doesn't align with her liberal you know political stance. But she doesn't say like, how are we going to beat the Republicans? She says the Democrats have, will have a hard time to beat the Republicans on this. You know she she you know it's yeah like Democrat yeah. F- Sean Hannity and Fox News will say like we can't let them win. Like it's it's a small thing, but it's it says a lot about how you're thinking about these these type of these type of situations. Yeah, no, it's it, it's pretty horrifying. I mean, I what I what I'm really looking forward to is uh you know in you know let, let let's 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 be optimistic and say in two you know less than two years from now when Donald Trump isn't president anymore and people start aren't underneath him anymore and they start talking, I bet we're gonna find out he the, the Fox News Trump administration connection is way 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 worse than we know. It's gonna be it'll be one of those things that someone plops out when he's not in power that's gonna be real shitty. I don't. I I agree, but I I don't honestly understand Shay how it could be worse than it is now because Sean. I don't. That's that. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. Like, but still, like, like Sean, Sean Hannity admits to calling the president after his show each weeknight. Like, yeah. Oh, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, like it's. I don't know. You're gonna find out that like he like it goes way further back than that. I don't know. I just we think it can't get worse, so it absolutely can get worse. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that that's us for being that's us for being cucks thinking it can't be any worse. Alright. So, um, big topic on the agenda, and this is something Shay and I paid attention to because we have our uh North Korea um US summit coins that get bring us luck and good fortune. Yes. 
for the rest of the centuries. Uh, we have the uh, what I have called uh, the Summit Two Dark Territory. Um, yes, went tits right up. Uh, oh, and, that's right. I had forgot all about days, that. Yeah. So here, here's a little like like as this was going on, like and I was at a conference and preparing for a conference, but I would still bring up this uh, this little uh, word document I keep on my laptop, and I put put a little footnotes in here. So Fox News Wednesday, uh, February twenty seventh. So it was a Wednesday. Trump had arrived in um, uh, Singapore the night before, and Wednesday was the first time he was going to meet with uh, Kim Jong-un in North Korea to resume nuclear um, talks. Um, let's not forget that Trump escalated the tensions between North Korea before he took credit for reducing them. Remember the, uh, That is accurate. Yeah, remember the uh, mind buttons are bigger and it works and yep, all this stuff. Yep, and I'll, I'll totally destroy and yeah, yeah all that shit. Yeah, I remember that. This is actually the North Korean um, talks and Trump's posturing is in a very unilateral way the creation of the QAnon conspiracy movement. Because remember, he stood there and said, This is the calm before the storm with yep. all this military. What advisors. does that mean? Holy yeah. shit. Did you see that that QAnon book is uh, being uh, pushed by Amazon at their top seller list? Yes. Okay. So, so I mean, it's an it's, algorithm. There's not a guy flipping a switch, but still. Well, right, so, so just a just a quick aside for those of you who are are not into the uh, the fucking um, red pilled, you know. You motherfuckers yeah. say woke. You don't know what's going on. Yeah. If, you, if you're not woke as fuck like Shay and I, you don't know that the QAnon conspiracy theory that Donald Trump is in league with the military industrial complex to arrest all the Democrats who are in a global sex trafficking ring slash devil worship cult whatever yeah there's there's a bit in there about hillary clinton literally eating babies right so that's a thing and those people actually wrote a book and the author is where we go one we go all which i have to write down or i'll fuck it up so it's uh wwg1 wga where we go one we go all which is yeah so the author of this book on amazon is where we go one, where we go all just you know that that acronym I just read you, um, it is rocketing up the um, rocketing up the charts on Amazon, and it has like uh, last time I checked, it had a hundred reviews. They were all five star, and it was all about how this is awakening America. So if you think that's not fucking rigged, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred. Right. Let's see here. Okay, now, so I I tried so hard not to give those dumb fucks fourteen dollars so I could see this book. Oh my god! There's no way I'm paying for it. But what I will do is wait till it goes uh, until they produce a Kindle edition because then that will be a PDF on the internet and that seconds. I can just borrow. There you go. Speaking yeah. of which, a, the uh, Mark Sargent from the uh, um, Flat Earth guys, he has a book called Flat Earth Clues. Uh, I have found it on the interwebs, and I will send it to you if you would like. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay. So, so now it's sitting at. It's got. A couple of three star and a couple of one stars. And the one star one is literally the dumbest thing on the internet. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of shit. But the other but there's also a lot of there's also a lot of stuff in here that's saying like this is garbage because it misrepresents the glorious awakening of yes. QAnon. Like yeah, it's wow. it's <laughs> this is amazing. We Shay and I will 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 loop back on QAnon and some other podcast. We talked about it before. We don't even fucking do it now. But but this 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 uh, North Korea summit was one of the kickoff points for the QAnon people because Donald Trump said, "Well, might this this might be the calm before the storm." 
meaning he might fuck with North Korea. So just just a reminder that he escalated these tensions because remember everybody was like fucking worried we we're gonna start shooting uh, North Korea was gonna start shooting missiles and we'd bomb the absolute fuck out of them and you know, there was a yep. lot of tension. So he raised his tension before he claimed credit for uh, lowering it. And so on the um, February 27th, that's a Wednesday, Sean Hannity was basically wet for Trump's genius negotiation style. Like, he could not talk about how smart Trump was for doing this. Senator Lindsey Graham said, and this is a direct quote, this is our last best chance for peace. There's no going back to the status quo. So that was Wednesday. Thursday, tits up. Uh, Donald Trump walked away from negotiations in the middle of the day. Um, he said it was because North Korea required all sanctions be lifted in in um, response that they dismantle their largest nuclear um, processing site. North, yeah. North Korea comes back and said that was not true. Um, they offered they offered for some of the sanctions to be lifted. Actually, the ones since like 2016, I believe, if I'm getting that right, um, to be lifted um, in 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 exchange for them dismantling their nuclear that one main nuclear. Excuse me, that one main nuclear site. So, um, so Donald Trump's a liar. North Korea and Kim Jong Un, big liars. Um, our intelligence agency weigh, intelligence agencies weighed in and sided with fucking North Korea on this and said that was not the deal. So Trump walked away from this deal because he was thought he was going to get a shitty deal. Um, he was very likely distracted by Cohen calling him a racist and a liar. And yeah, that's testimony. probably true. Yeah. So he was probably uh, distracted by the Cohen testimony, but I actually, and I've said this on Facebook, I have to give Donald Trump kudos for walking away from a deal that everybody on the fucking planet knew he wanted to sign just for a win. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that, there's no, I got no problem with that. No, and, yeah. and I, you know, I have no problem with the fact that it went tits up because he didn't come home and tell me the problem was solved. And, I, and I've he said this not. before, like the first, I would have no problem. I really wouldn't have a problem with the first summit if he would, if all they said was, "Hey, you know, I met with him. We've discussed some stuff. There's a lot to work out. We're going to meet again." Um, I'd say it was productive, but there's a long road to go down. One of those stupid bullshit answers that'd have been fine. But he came home and said that I was safe, and that's not true. Uh, and uh, and then in this one, at least he did. He just walked away and was like, "It was a shit deal. I'm not doing it." Right. Yeah, which and, is fine. And they didn't well, make coins again either. <laughs> that's great. Well, and the thing is, is like Donald Trump is not a details guy. No, so, never has. Yeah, so the like there was a guy on MSNBC, a North Korean expert, I forget his name. He said he he like he nailed it. Like he basically like it was almost as if he was in my brain talking through my mouth. And he says, oh, "What do you what do you think is more likely? The Donald Trump is going to go here, sign some bullshit deal." And say everything is it's the best deal that's ever been signed ever. Or he's going to sign a kind of a piecemeal deal and then spend the next two or three years uh, working in a very um, grinding and methodical manner to make sure all the deadlines are met and all the you know, just do the dil due diligence and and like as soon as you pose the question like that, you know exactly what's going to happen. Like you know yeah. that if he had any chance to sign the deal and be like, "Hey, I fucking win," he would have. He's not going to yeah. do deal due diligence no. um so yeah so kudos to donald trump for walking away when he saw a shit deal a lot of people say that uh this is basically the best deal he was going to get so that's why i kind of think that he was distracted by the cohen testimony more than he wants to admit um uh and as of to uh, and then as of about a week ago new satellite images show that that facility that they were talking about has shown 
uh, renewed um, activity, and they have also started to re-up and um, put into working order a rocket facility. And as of about two minutes before we did this podcast, uh, the Hill reports that North Korea is very likely likely to launch another missile soon within the next week or so, based on what they have prepped in this this launch facility. See, now that that is such a problem on so many levels, but the, I mean, and it just it really shows that it. Re- I mean, in my opinion, it just really shows they're dicking with him. And they're dicking. Right, right. I, I, well, don't, I, I mean, you could say dicking with us, dicking with America, whatever. But you know what I mean. Like, they had two summits. It was all bullshit, and now they're going to test another nuke. Like, it's like, really, what are we – oh, this is not good. This, the situation is not getting better. Let's put it that way. Well, and, and, and this in – this, If they uh, test. In this hill. Yeah, yeah, we got to wait for it. And, like, well, like, you and I both talked about this. Like, we think this is hilarious because we got this, these summit coins that, that show Donald Trump's three chins. But, like – one of the big things that has been a, a, a feather in his cap is that since these talks started, North Korea has not tested a missile. So that's the one thing they, they always point to, like, hey, yeah. And that is not... a good thing. Oh, yeah, it's totally a good thing. And we've said since the beginning, like, hey, if Donald Trump pulls this shit off and takes all their nuclear weapons, that'll be fantastic. We just don't see it happening. Yeah. And no matter how much Donald Trump tells us it happens, it clearly isn't fucking happening. So, if he was, so I've always thought that, like, Kim Jong-un, Whenever talks would go sideways, he would just pop off a missile and be like, yeah, see, look, I still got that button. It still works. You know, yeah, he might not be able to hit uh, Chicago from where he is, but, you know, he's a problem. And just for the record, Donald Trump isn't, uh, you know, isn't the shittiest negotiator ever. He might be. I, I don't, I don't want to throw that out there, like, as a carte blanche, but he's not yeah. the shittiest negotiator ever because of North Korea because, by my math, he's the 13th president that's been lied to by the... Yeah. Uh, Kim Kim Jong-un's grandfather, uh, his father, and him have all tried this fucking ploy. This time it actually fucking worked, though. He did get get to sit down with the sitting president, the POTUS. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, again, and it's one of those things where it's like there's so many times that Donald Trump, the intent of what he wants to do, like the thing he's trying to accomplish, I don't disagree with, but then he just goes about the absolute stupidest way possible to do it. Right. Like, I'm not saying that the president of the United States shouldn't shouldn't sit down with the leader of North Korea, but that's one of those things. Like, you should, you know, those are, yeah, we'll talk to you, but there's some preconditions and things like that, and then don't then don't come back and tell me it's all solved. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So I guess uh, I guess we're on Missile Watch. And, yes. Uh, Missile Watch yeah. 2019. Missile Watch 2019, and uh, I think we just came up with our uh, our uh, episode title. There you go. Bam. Um, and uh, all right, so next, uh, this might be more or less nonsense than the uh, North Korea summit. Yeah, Alex Jones went back on Joe Rogan. Did you catch this? No, you didn't I did see any not. Of this? No, I, I have not seen any of that. All right, so since we have done a podcast, uh, Alex Jones went on Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, just, just a little background for those of you who haven't been paying attention to Alex Jones like I do daily, because he is a three-hour comedy skit that is, does not know it's a three-hour comedy skit. Yep. Um, so, a while ago, uh, Joe Rogan had on, uh, Tim Cook, who is the head of Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, so he had on the head of Twitter, and Joe Rogan asked him straight up, like, why did you ban Alex Jones? And did I fuck that name up? Is it Tim Cook? The the head of Twitter? Yeah. 
CEO of Twitter. It is Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey is the Twitter CEO. I was I was fucking with, I, I I was thinking about like uh the uh, Apple CEO and Donald Trump calling him uh, Tim Apple. Yeah, that's good. That, that was the, that was yeah yeah I get the ass you were saying. Yeah. So I'm, it, get, I'm, but, get, I'm getting my idiocy idiocy crossed. You're getting here. yeah you're getting your uh, tech millionaires mixed up. It's hard. Tech millionaires, uh, and billionaires. So Dorsey, right? What'd you say? Yeah, Jack Dorsey is the Jack guy that is. Too, yeah, but he was on uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, so Joe Rogan had on on Jack Dorsey, and he asked Jack Dorsey straight up, "Why did you ban Alex Jones?" And Dorsey had a really shit answer. He's like, "Well, you know, it's about it was several things. I'm not really privy to all the things." Um, yeah, but whatever. And like, if you're gonna go on a show like rogan and actually you have he, to know that question well actually even um, before that if you're gonna ban a person as as notorious as alex jones you gotta have that right in the holster yeah you got i, I would imagine you should have something like that written up it, like as part of the discussion is like this is why i did it like there should be something he like and you know that somewhere there's something he signed that says why but he should right. fucking know that that's hilarious yeah. what was rogan's reaction well, he was like oh come on now like alex jones is a big kind of you know he's a big he's a big platform like you just can't yank that out from under him without some really good reasons and like dorsey didn't have any good reasons and of course that fed right into alex jones's the globalist lizards are taking my free speech away kind of thing like and so Alex Jones spent about two weeks just fucking raging on the fact that Joe Rogan has sold out. Joe Rogan didn't defend him. Joe Rogan is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, like, and just kept talking about how Joe Rogan had sold out to make all the money and that, hey, everybody who's listening, they offered me Glenn Beck's jobs back in the day. Like, they didn't want Jim Glenn Beck on Fox News. They wanted me on Fox News. But since I didn't take it, Glenn Beck took it, you know. All this horse shit that there's no there's no up or down proof of. So, after weeks of just railing on Joe Rogan, they uh, Alex Jones went back on Joe Rogan's show, and and this is what cracks me up. He went back on Joe Rogan's show to quote unquote get his side of the story out. Yeah, as if as if Alex Jones doesn't have twenty plus hours yeah. of fucking yeah, yeah, airtime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I know it's not like you've got I don't know a major a website that gets millions of hits. And not only that, it's like he's on, I mean, several, I mean, I would say several hundred uh, syndicated radio shows. Oh, like yeah, absolutely. Like, so, yeah. Like, a lot of places, like, he does a four-hour show every day. And he will pop into other people's shows on his network throughout the week. And so it's it's four hours, Monday through Friday, two hours on Sunday. And then he's popping in and out all the time. Like, like it's not like Alex Jones doesn't have a goddamn platform. So what they said was that they had had a long conversation on the phone before that he had him on and they'd made up and he wanted Jones on to get his side of the story out. So A, what the fuck ever. B, that's bullshit. This was just a huge ratings grab and that's fine. I because mean, Rogan's thing is to have a podcast so he can get listeners. Yeah. Like Alex Jones is a big ratings grab. No, I've, I've never understood it. Are Alex Jones and him like buddies or do they just have those famous interviews? They are apparently friends off air too. They go out and they hang out, but since Jones will say the most repugnant shit on air and the most crazy shit on air, Rogan says he can't have him on a lot. Yeah, but here's the thing: is that Rogan is such a softball interviewer that it was basically just four hours, uh, approximately four hours and twenty minutes of Infowars. Like I listened to the entire goddamn thing, and it was nothing but gibberish. 
It was literally nothing but gibberish because Rogan doesn't push back on things. He should push. Well, back on. let's also be honest here. Rogan is not. I, I mean, at least my understanding is he is not portraying himself as some sort of journalist. You're if anything, exactly right. If anything, he's a fucking comedian and a fucking UFC fight a fight yes, commentator. Exactly like that guy right. is not a journalist. It is not his job. Nor do I expect him to ask the hard hitting questions of Alex Jones. What I expect him to do is bait Alex Jones into saying some funny ass shit. Like well, the last did. time. Yeah, exactly. And that's and you know that's fine. Um, and, you know, there's also the argument of a lot of what you see of Alex Jones as a character, and I bet he's probably quite a bit different if you're a buddy and you just go grab a beer with him. Well, that's, um, what, that's what Rogan was saying. He's like, listen, I talk to you, we hang out. You're not, like, we, you know, everybody is a, like, uh, an amped up version of themselves. Like, the the new funny thing, this is kind of a side note, the new funny thing, do you know who Mad Cow Mullins is? No, I do not. Mad Cow, Man Cow Mullins is a... Chicago radio host who's just super fucking misogynist and just kind of a jackass. Like, that's his thing. He's like, that's yeah, a shtick, you know? Like, I'm a man's man, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, I get it. And, like, he and he and, uh, he and and uh, Jones had apparently been friends for years. And um, this man, Cal Mullins guy, like, he apparently, like, uh, his radio station had, like, changed formats to a less, like, caustic, you know, kind of narrative. And yeah. And so he bolted. And then he got a new spot. Now he's just recently come back, so he's been on Jones's show. He's Jones's been on his show. Like they're going back and forth because you know their basic theme is like women should do what you know people with cocks tell them to do. Yeah, and like they just say like the most egregious shit on air, and they just play it off as like, hey, we're just we're just like shooting the shit here, you know, like we're just shooting the shit. And like Rogan, Rogan just shoots the shit with people, but he just lets people um, like. Rogan is interesting. Rogan's podcast is interesting in my mind because it's so accessible by so many people. Yep. Like, if you are a policy wonk, you don't really give a shit about Joe Rogan and what he has to say about anything because he doesn't have any fucking background to really talk about any of this with, with any fucking you know, expertise. But the people he has on a show are going to say some interesting shit. Now, if you're a, a guy who's dressed head-to-toe in affliction gear or tap-out gear... You probably think Joe Rogan's pretty awesome because he's a fighter and a comedian. And the people he has on the show, you may learn some shit from. Because these are, like, some pretty heady stuff. Um, but the problem is he puts on, like, he puts on these, like, soft fucking right-wing uh, neo-Nazi fuckers. And he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't I, yeah. push back at all. Like, no. he's, got, he's got Jordan Peterson on there going, like, well, you know, the trans people are fucking, they're fucking a problem. Um, because they make me call them sir when they're clearly a, a bitch. And he's yeah. like, well, yeah, maybe you should like just kind of be polite. And he's like, well, I'm not going to do it because I'm I'm a white male and everybody's fucking with my, my status, you know. It's, yeah. Uh, it, and again, it's an issue. It's an issue. But, again, if you're going to Joe Rogan for your hard-hitting stuff, you're fucking, oh. you're, you know, that's, it's, that's you know. Uh. That's clearly me putting a journalistic standard Uh on Joe Rogan. I honestly, to be fair, I don't honestly know what his political leanings are. He could be that kind of conservative. I don't know. He's pretty libertarian. He's pretty like thought. He's yeah. He's he's an okay. Like I'm into UFC. I like that. He's an okay commentator. He's a very okay comedian. His his stand real hit or miss. Um, I don't know. That just doesn't. I guess that just doesn't bother me because if you tell me that, I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. It's Joe Rogan. Like, oh yeah, well, that, like, and that I I totally get that. That is me putting a journalistic standard on Joe Rogan that doesn't believe to be doesn't deserve to be put there. Now, but, he ever starts claiming he's a journalist, fuck him, fuck his balls. You know. That. Well, no, but here here's the thing. Like, 
Alex Jones is a whirlwind of horse shit. And he will, and whenever you try to call him out, he will, he will split hairs until, infinitum, until you just can't, like, nail him down. Like, one of the things he said on Joe Rogan's show just, like, made me stop, rewind it, and listen to it again, was he said, like, listen, Satanists have been trying to convert me since I was 13. Like, when I was 13, there was this girl, she was a senior in high school. She used to pick me up in her Mercedes Benz, take me to her mansion, and we would have sex. And then when I was leaving, her dad would say, hey, do you like having sex with my daughter? So I have sex with her too. When you're in the cult, you can have all the tail you want. And he was like, oh, I don't know about this. I love Jesus. So I ran away. I'm like, there isn't a fucking thing that Alex Jones said in that three minutes that, that was true. No, at all. No, Period. no, 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 absolutely. No, no, he's full of shit. He's full of shit. And that's, and that's, and, and Rogan's and, response was, man, that's insane. Yeah. Stuff like that is kind of why I don't listen to his podcast because yeah. I know it's going to make me not be able to enjoy his commentary when I'm watching UFC. Um, so I, I kind of avoid it because I've heard clips of him doing stuff like that before and uh, it's always a bummer. But then that's me, you know, that's me, uh, you know, projecting what I want his views to be onto him. And, that, you know, that's, you know. Well, you don't have to, like, that's one of those, it's, it would be absolutely impossible to prove that negative on Alex yeah. Jones. But, and if you try to nail Alex Jones on where the mansion was, who the girl was and whatever, he would split hairs infinitum until until you had to actually had the till the power was cut off. Yeah. And but what you say in that in that point of view is not like, oh man, that's insane. You go, yeah, what the fuck ever. Yeah. Like, if you if you say so, you crazy fucker. You know yeah. something. You you've got to. He he could. There's a way he could make a joke of it and not. Excuse me. Enable him as much, but yeah. yeah. Like you could you could be very casual and be like, Yeah, that's a great story. But anyway, back to reality. Yep. You know, you can you can make a joke and that's that's my point with that's my problem, is that basically Alex Jones turned the Joe Rogan podcast and that platform, which has hundreds of millions of views, into an extra four hours and twenty minutes of, of InfoWars with fucking no pushback whatsoever. Yeah, and that's shitty. Up. That's shitty. Yeah, it was shitty. All right, so that was fun. Like, honestly, you need to listen to it, or at least to it in spurts, because it, oh, God, it wears on you. I don't speaking think of, I could. Yeah, speaking of things that wears on you, did you catch any of Donald Trump's two hours at CPAC? Jesus Christ. I tried. I really fucking did. I, I never I never watched it, and this is even true for Obama, I, or, or, you know, I never watch presidential speeches the day of. I tend to, I tend to watch First it the next all, day. hold on. Pause. Obama never spoke at CPAC. Well, I'm any presidential speech, any president yeah. giving a speech. That's what I'm saying. Like, I never, I never tune into presidential speeches because I'd rather just, you know, watch it the next day. Um, I usually do that, or it happens and I fucking miss it. So, like, but this, I actually, this one particular time the president was talking, I tried because I knew it would be hilarious. Um, and it turned out that yes, unfortunately, it was the crazy Donnie that uh, uh, that I had Ch hoped it would be. He's all Ch sweaty. Chapo's, Chapo's trap house kept calling their big wet boy. Yeah, they're big white boy. He he was all over the place and rambling and all these stories that just didn't go anywhere. I think I want. I think collectively, I've watched about the first hour. I don't think I'll ever be able to watch all of it. But the internet has broken down the most interesting points for me, which is you know I I'm fine with that and something like this. It was it was fucking ridiculous. Like that shit was brutal. Um, you know, and it's it's like you know he gave that great speech and. Then he went on to sign some Bibles and some titties. Yeah, it it was really a a uh, first first of all, let's back up for those of you listening that aren't familiar what CPAC is. 
That is the Conservative Political Action Conference. Yeah. Um, for the last umpteen million years, it's been where um, conservative Republicans, mostly evangelical Christian-leaning uh, conservative Republicans, have gone to get together and kind of come up with their rally cry for the... Um, the um, not the social is it the uh, oh man they lost it um, the not the political war the social war what am I talking about here Jay class war no not the class oh. war they oh, lost the, they, the hell lost, you... they basically lost the, the 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 social the social wars that they've been raging so this is where oh that's not the that's not the phrase though um, but anyway. They usually go there and talk about how they're for abortion, they're they're pro yeah. they're they're pro no taxes, they're anti union. You know. um, so you know, this is the war that they thought they were. You know, the the um, the basically the social wars. They thought they were. This is where they fought them. So. In like 2015, 2016, this was this was supposed to be the where the conservatives came to come to get with their um, talking points and the rallying cries, and they were so anti-Trump. Like people said, they would walk out if Donald Trump spoke again in 2016 because he was so just out of, out of bounds. And um, now here we are in 2019, and the entire place is pro-Trump so much that. The speakers were uh, the speakers were uh, speakers included Charlie Kirk, who is Turning Point USA's founder. That's a, a conservative group to uh, combat uh, conservatives being discriminated against on campus or whatever. He's he's funded by Foster Freeze. That's not grassroots. You got Candace Owens. Uh, there's also, and I just got to throw this out there because uh, I, I I've heard of this group before and I keep forgetting to mention it. There is a conservative action group called it's like the co2 alliance or some shit um what the hell is that I, it, it is literally a group of people that are the opposite of climate change they're saying that co2 in the atmosphere is a good thing and that we should and, and they they like to 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 um uh prostatize the benefits of uh uh pumping co2 into the atmosphere and those are the kind of people that go to cpac now i just want to yeah. throw that out there oh yeah 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 Shay's exactly right it's all anti-climate change. It's all anti-choice. It's all anti-union. Um, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Diamond and Silk spoke. Do you know yeah, who that is? Yeah, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. That, so you got, those motherfuckers. Though, that, that, those are the, that's that biggest false equivalency bullshit. I, I listened to their speech. Like I looked it up because I heard they, they that is one part. I was like, oh, I got to see this shit. And that makes me so mad. And it, it really uh, – put a finger on something that's been bugging me that I hadn't really realized. I've never heard a conservative person talk about abortion the way they did the, the, the way they say it in terms of like that Democrats advocate for abortion, like yes. you would advocate oh, civil rights. So the false equivalency of I give, I, I just, I think a woman should be able to choose what she wants to do is not advocating abortion. Advocating abortion is me convincing you to have an abortion, which is a whole different thing. And that shit makes me so fucking mad. Oh Yeah. Don and Silk, like Don and Silk, are YouTube celebrities oh. who attach their their wagon to Donald Trump back during the election. And do you think done... it's a bit? Do you think they? Do you think it's a bit, or do you think they're really? I hope it's a bit. I, I do because they're super yeah. dumb. But I mean, it may not be yeah. a bit. Out, yeah, I don't know. I don't. They're know. super anyway. dumb. Like, for those of you who haven't heard or seen Don and Silk, Don and Silk are two um, 
I'd say middle-aged women, yeah. black women, two yeah. middle-aged black women who are always done up to the nines with with their nails and their hair done. Very, they, they, they're always very presentable. Character. Like it, yeah, it's they're a, they're playing a very good character of a uh, African American woman in, in in their later I don't say later years, but they middle age, and I mean they're they're probably like fucking five ten years older than we are. Yeah. Um, but they uh, came on the scene as just unabashed supporters of Donald Trump during the 2015-2016 electoral cycle. And they became just like rock stars like Charlie Kirk, who started Turning Points USA. Um, their people wore diapers to apparently try to own the libs, but they were standing on a college campus wearing diapers. Um, Candace Owens, who is like the number two or number three at Turning Point USA, she uh, recently um, said that, you know, um, Hitler kind of had the right idea with making his country great again. His country great again. He just fucked up when he tried to make the rest of Europe great again. Um, meaning that if he just killed all the Jews in Germany, it'd been okay. Um, yeah, she really didn't have a good, uh, you know, kind of out with that logic. Uh, she is a uh, um, a young, very attractive Afri- African American woman who was brought on to Turning Point USA after they had a really bad problem with their internal messaging where everybody was like, they actually had to send out messages to say, hey, can we not make fun of the Jews just because? Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. Like, it was super racist and super um, anti-Semitic in their internal messaging, so they had to bring on Candace Owen. So now she's a rock star. You've got, as Shay said, Diamond and Silk, which are YouTube celebrities. You've got Sebastian Gorkal. Oh my uh, God, dude! Dr. Sebastian Gore call said they were gonna take away your um, take away our hamburgers. Um, Sebastian Gorka has a PhD from Fuck Nowhere University. Um, his PhD, PhD committee um, had no a, no doctors in it. Um, Shay and I could round up smarter people and give you a PhD tomorrow if you would like. Um, and final, 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 but not 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 to gloss over this dipshit. Um, have you heard about this walk away guy? He's like Who? some. Okay, so it's it's a it's a movement. It's called walk away. It's oh, no. too... I, I've I, I have consumed a lot of alcohol in the last two weeks. So if it was big in the last two weeks, I might have slipped by me. Oh no, this has been a this has been okay. A while. I just I missed it then. L- l- lay it on me. Drop me some knowledge yeah. bombs. So uh, walk away movement is okay. So it's a walk away campaign. It was a walk away campaign. It's basically. It's one of those things that they say that the Republicans are really the ones that are, are for free speech. The Democrats are ones that, that are against free speech. And so we should all walk away from the Democratic Party because while they say they support you know human rights and civil rights and gay people, they really don't. But the Republicans really apparently do. So this dipshit, Brandon Straka, failed, he's, he's a middling to failed actor. That lives in New York City. He mm-hmm. started the walk. He started the hashtag walkaway movement, which is uh, a walkaway campaign to tell people that hey, listen, you don't have to be a Democrat. You can just you can just do it. You can just you can just walk away, and um, you know, be a Republican, be a conservative, and we'll accept you. That that shows such a disconnect with what the public thinks of Republicans in general, like. Like I, that's so fucking funny. Well, what this guy has done is he he is he is uh, started this campaign and and earned himself about three hundred thousand dollars to do what with nobody can fucking figure out. That sounds but, about right. But during uh, but in like the last forty eight hours or so, like 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 he he uh he likes to like 
hashtag walk away is basically his brand. So like he just promotes it and everything and and just I guess hopes people send him money. So it's the stupidest fucking thing. So he went up there and talked about talked and shit. Uh, Sam Cedar went on his show. Uh, so he apparently has a YouTube show. Sam Cedar went on there and literally took him apart piece by piece. Like he would say something, Sam Cedar. Sam Cedar would be like, um, "I don't think you have a uh, a citation for that because I'm almost positive that's uh, not true." <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> yeah, and like this guy would like sputter around. He's like, "So still no citation." Okay, cool. Uh, that's what I thought. So these are the people that spoke at CPAC. It's an it's an absolute it's an absolute clusterfuck of conservative right wing ideology, but no actual conservative thought. Like that's the thing. Like it's not about teaching conservatives how to be conservatives. It's about teaching conservatives how to uh, maybe uh, get yourself confronted on a college campus. Yeah. And film it so that you go viral. It, it's or, all yeah. It's all. It seems like now it's all about like how to become a famous uh, conservative, like you know, yeah. personality that can make money. Exactly. And in that environment, Donald Trump spoke for two uh, two hours and forty minutes, and it was everything Shay just said. He dry humped the American flag for about twenty solid seconds. That was so fucking weird. Yeah. Man, that shit was like. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not, it's just fucking weird. Like, I, I don't, I don't have, I don't expect politicians to act perfect all the time, but that's, that's just clearly fucking weird. Like, you just wouldn't yeah. do that. It's so fucking weird. Well, and he looked like a, an adult toddler. Like yeah, he, he walks, did. Okay, for those of you who have not seen, not seen the uh, video, you should, it's, it's you, know, you can see the whole two hours and 40 minutes or two hours. And I think it's two or 20, something like that. It was almost two and a half hours. Brutal long. But you can see the whole long. thing. He comes out to um, proud to be an American. So that's just Blair. He comes out to proud to be American. He's given the fists up. He's given the shaking fist because he's a, he's a, he's a fighter. He's a, he's a fat 72 year old man who has never punched anybody in his life. Yeah. But he comes out shaking his fist, waving and pointing at everybody. Then he walks over to the, the closest American flag. And there are like fucking dozens of them on the, on the stage, of course. And he wraps it in his arms and it's walks back It's just this creepy hug. Yeah, yeah. If your grandmother gave you that hug or like a, a distant aunt, you'd be like, get the fuck off me. Yeah. And he just does that to the American flag and then he goes out. And, and for those of you who would like to listen to his uh, entire speech, and I recommend it because it will give you an insight into how absolutely dumb our sitting post is. Um, he clearly had a... Um, so, Matt Slap is the head of CPAC. Matt Slap loves Donald Trump. It's not going to tell him what he can and can't do. So, Matt Slap just said, you know, go out there. Be you. You know, everybody will love it. So... I, I'm going to slip into the uh, nomenclature of Chapo's Trap House here. Um, all the oinkers just oinked away. They loved it. Oh, so yeah, Trump, I bet. Yeah, Donald Trump comes out. He start, And so what he did is he had a, tel, a speech in the teleprompter. And I don't know who was running the teleprompter, but I'm sure they were bored as fuck. Because Donald Trump would read one line off the teleprompter and then go into the ab absolute goddamn atmosphere with, like, he's like, you know what? Our tariffs are bad. But anyway, Robert Mueller is an absolute communist bastard. Oh, you know what so we should do? weird. What we should do, we should, we should, we should actually, if 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 North Korea would just play ball, I would have solved this problem. You know what? Hillary Clinton has a bunch of emails we haven't seen. You know the Democrats are fucking uh, pedophiles, right? 
Um, anyway, tariffs are too high. Like, it was this weird, like, back and forth where you would it was, see It was like, just like a bizarre stream of consciousness. Like, yeah, it was not good. It was, it was very, very strange. One of the things that struck me is he talked about wind energy. Because apparently Donald Trump, who, who was apparently surgically attached to an iPhone, doesn't understand how lithium-ion batteries work or no. you know, other, other large storage grids. And he says, uh, so the he loved to, like, he, they loved to nail on the just just like talking points and phrases there's no substance to it so he says the democrats new deal they want to take away your cars your planes and and your uh you know all your energy it's, so, i keep hearing the shit and, and like every time i hear it i go okay cool can you point to me in the text where it says they're taking away cars and planes oh you can't because it doesn't say that all right great right oh what what does it say it might say something about we should upgrade cars and planes so they're they're more efficient it's something and, like that yeah it's, yeah it's something about making things better than they are that's all yeah it's some it's vague too i i even remember uh reading it and thinking that's what everybody's butt heard about jesus christ if that's what everybody's butt heard about make me president and i'll do it in fucking two years i was ramming through done yeah, yeah. we'll declare a um, national emergency and say climate change is an emergency and we'll just ram that shit through huh and i don't know shay there might be a precedent for that now <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so he talked about this uh, wind. He's like, oh, they want to do wind energy. And, and here I am. I'm like, honey, honey, is the uh, is the uh, wind blowing? I'd like to watch TV. And, Jesus like, the Christ. whole crowd erupted. And I'm like, you fucking animal farm. If you want if you want to tell me, if like, it's hard for me to stay respectful and say the conservatives aren't fucking dipshits when you see shit like that. Like, oh, yeah. I understand yeah. that the people going to see, but I mean, I get it. The people going to CPAC are the most fanatic motherfuckers. Um, these are the people that no matter what he does, like, these are the 35% of his base that he's never going to lose. Like, these are the people that fucking love him. He's a celebrity there. It's like me going to a Star Trek convention and seeing Patrick Stewart give a speech. That's basically what it's the equivalent of. And so, let's be very clear. Before we move on, Shay and I would fangirl the fuck out of that. Yes, I would love that shit, but 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 that's not like that doesn't that's not gonna that's not gonna kneecap our economy and our no, environment for the rest not for the next ten years. And it's not gonna and it's not fair to, for me to like judge the entire conservative ideology by what I see at CPAC. But at the same time, it kinda is, and y'all can go fuck yourselves right in your poopers because the idea that people are cheering for that that wind energy joke just shows a fundamental. Either lack, I mean, they may just—they either just don't get it, or they just—they're really going to cheer for literally anything he says, no matter how stupid it is. Because like that, ah, oh, was so fuck—that was so fucking frustrating. Well, what, Shay has a great point there. And what we do a lot on this podcast is just fucking dunk on the conservative mentality because it's so easy. But there are a lot of conservative friends that I have that will send me a message and be like, "Oh my god, can you believe Trump's doing this? It's so stupid." Like. Yes, there are dissenters from people who have voted from Trump that they they don't agree with everything that he's you know proposing. And of course, yeah. like I didn't agree with and Shay, I think I, well, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm sure you didn't agree with everything uh, Barack Obama did. No, absolutely not. But, yeah, like we 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 murdered so many people with drones that. And I no guarantee fucking... you, whatever Democratic president comes up next, I'm probably not going to agree with a bunch of shit that person does either. Exactly. But the problem is, is that. The people who are dissenting with this this current Republican trend to support Trump as a like as like unilateral just genius of all sorts, like the people that dissent from that are few and far between, and the ones that are on TV or on MSNBC just because they can get them on to say that this is dumb. 
But the people who that voted for Trump, let's say they voted for Trump or didn't vote for Trump, maybe just didn't vote, but are considered some consider themselves conservatives, need to be a little bit more vocal and succinct because like people love to say like well democrats want to do this i'm like well i'm not all democrats what's your exact point and i'll discuss it with you like, yeah 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 and then and they don't come at they don't come back at me like that in in most cases they 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 tend to want to stick more with a fold and and if they were to do that i would i would respect the shit out of it like like my buddy jay you know we did the podcast you know with uh we started this podcast with him with the purple report he's always sending me shit um like whenever Donald Trump like just fucking stamps tramples all over gun wall. He's like, What the fuck is he doing? I'm like, hey, yeah, man, I didn't vote I didn't vote for him, you did, but I, I get your point. This is fuck bullshit. Yeah. Um More about CPAC, uh one of the funniest things that he did is he called out a um he called out a specific journalist. Have you ever heard of Dave Weigel? Uh, uh I, I, as soon as you tell me who he is, I'm gonna be like, Oh yeah, I know who that is. I know the name, yeah. So Dave Weigel is a Washington Post uh, um, uh, journalist, and he a couple of years ago, like 2016, uh, he went to a Trump rally and took a picture of the crowd, and it was like a fourth of the people that could sit there. Yeah. Put it on Twitter, put it on Twitter and said, like, hey, uh, not a lot of people here. During the CPAC speech, Donald Trump busted on him. He's like, well, he showed up uh, five hours before the event, apparently. Um, I don't know. I don't follow this guy. Like he barely, he apparently, he basically said this guy's tweet word for word. Said I don't follow him. I don't know this guy. You know, it's kind of like that that ex girlfriend you have that's totally not totally not following you, but knows everything you did. Yep. And then made fun of Dave Weigel, a journalist for the Washington Post, for not fly for fly not flying private. Oh like, yeah, that is and that 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 is the like the. That is one of the best examples of the type of person that he is, because like, because you know, that's the oh, 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 you don't just charter a private jet, oh, you fucking pleb. <laughs> and yeah. how how many of the people that I mean, some of the people well, that voted for that him could afford that? Room went nuts. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fucking Jesus Christ. Ha yeah. oh, ha, the stupid journalist has to fucking uh, fly private like the rest of us. <laughs> Yeah, or commercial. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so let's put this. I, I just want to. I just want to put a, put a bow on this before we move on. Yeah. The president of the United States was making fun of a Washington Post journalist who showed up to one of his rallies, took a picture of his shitty crowd size, shared it on Twitter, and then two years later makes fun of him for getting there early because he apparently couldn't fly private. Nice. And that joke landed at CPAC. Yep. That's where we are right now, ladies yep. and gentlemen. That's fucking... Oh God, that sucks. Because it's like CPAC shouldn't represent all conservatives in America, but that kind of Republican is the Republican that is talking to people and representing the movement. And it yeah. sucks for you guys. You guys really need to rein that shit in. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta rein that shit in. So, there you go. So, that, uh, that, that's what CPAC was. Um... All right, where are we at? Right, what do we got here? All right, we're about we're about an hour and a half. Let's 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 talk about one more thing before we wrap up. Make this make this an official uh, two week wrap up, and and Shay and I promise to get back to a more regular schedule, and we're both not all fucking around uh, drinking in other cities we don't live in. Um, I'd like to take this moment to uh, address a couple people who have contacted the podcast to be on. Really? Uh, oh, yes. all right, okay. Uh, uh, 
uh, John Natty and uh, Gatlin Greer. We have heard your requests. We will get back to you, and you will be back on the podcast. We swear. Uh, we were going to do this one a bit late for people on the Eastern uh, uh, Eastern time zone, so didn't want to call you guys up and have you uh, run it late because you both have little ones. But we will uh, get you on in, in good time. Actually, I think it'd be good to get both of them on and talk uh, the um, uh, Democratic field. Cause yeah, I think, we're, I think we're I think we're almost ready. I mean, between now and next week, Biden might declare. We'll see, but I'm pretty sure he'll fucking declare. But anyway. Yeah, you know, I, I think he will. And I, I'll say this right now, man. I understand all of the the hesit- I, I Every single objection someone could have to Joe Biden running, I understand and probably agree with. I still think he's more electable than Bernie Sanders. If you're going to pick yeah. an old white dude to run for president, Joe Biden's more likely to beat Donald Trump than Bernie yeah. Sanders. I get it. Because, like, and this comes back to, like, people have to remember, and I, we talk about this when we come back to it, but I got to say this now. Your AOCs, your Bernie Sanders, those are the guys – the people that are in the media, they're, they're talking, that ha- they're, the, they're the vocal minority. But the reason we took the House was because we flipped a bunch of fucking red seats to moderate seats. And if you make the nominee for president a super far leftist, you run. I really do think you run the risk of pushing people the other direction. So I don't know. But uh, I, we'll see. Biden may not announce. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't. Uh, but I, you're probably right. He probably fucking will. Okay. So last thing in the chamber, got to talk about the Kush. Jared Kushner. Oh, so good. Got his security clearance, we found out, from the New York Times. Um, New York Times reports that Donald uh, Donald Trump uh, overrid the security um, apparatus's failure to give him a security clearance. Because for those of you who have been um, living in a hole over the last, uh, I don't know, two and a half years, um, Jared Kushner, Donald Trump's son-in-law, married to Ivanka Trump, Donald Trump's first love, um... Uh, apparently had a lot of hangups getting his full-time security clearance. He had to, um, if I'm not mistaken, turn in 17 revisions to his initial security clearance fucking form. Fucking nice! Uh, Alright, so clearly he muffed it up. He muffed it up good. Um, Donald Trump said repeatedly that he would do nothing about it, even though it was in his power. Now, let's be very clear. The president's power to grant security clearances classified clearance is almost ubiquitous. Like, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, Donald Trump said he would not do anything about it and he would let the security, um, uh, um, National Security Agency take care of it. He then did something. Uh, Donald, uh, the New York Times reports that, uh, Jared Kushner's, um, security clearance was pushed through by Donald Trump himself. He overrid, um, the, uh, White House Chief of Staff and the Security Apparatus. Nice, and, uh, nice. So he did something. Um, then I mean, they'd be uh, cool with it if Obama had done that for one of his relatives, right? Totally, because totally. Uh, Barack Obama's entire family was working in the White House. Yep, so. yep, that's true. Yep. I remember when uh, Barack Obama did this for Melania um, <laughs> or uh, uh, Malia, Malia. I'm sorry. Yep, yep. Malia. Um, she was like, "Hey, Dad, I'm 17. Um, let's get some security clearance." And then he was like, "Boom, let's do it. You got it." Um, so, so, so that happened. And then right after we have the New York Times report that Donald Trump overrid that, you know, one more lie, as we talked about. I mean, he said he would do it. He did it. Um, he said he didn't do it. He did it. He did do it. Um, White House, uh, I'm sorry, House Democrats then issue 81 subpoenas for a broad and very 
pointed uh, investigation into Donald Trump, his family, his affairs, and his companies. And and we could talk about that on another broadcast. But the Kushner... Um, that is, uh, it's so funny how crazy... Like, you knew everybody was going to make up a deal about that, but everybody knew that shit was coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was almost like, oh, okay, here it is. You know, yeah. The, the, the Republican-controlled House did no oversight whatsoever on Donald Trump at all. When the Republicans lost the House, everybody knew that was coming. Even Donald Trump was kind of petrified it was coming. And then it happened. Um, so 81 subpoenas were issued to people in so many people in Donald Trump's orbit. We're not even going to go into it. We can go into it later when we start actually seeing some uh, some documents you know, come available. But one of the 81 subpoenas was to get the Kushner um, security clearance documents. You know, everybody wanted to know how the fuck the Kush got his uh, security clearance. Um, the White House refused to release those documents. Of the 81 documents, the White House came out and said they refused to release Jared Kushner's security clearance. And somebody in the White House fucking leaked those. The Washington Examiner has it. I got an article right here. Axios says it. Washington Examiner has it. They don't have the actual documents yet, but uh, um, the uh, uh, um, Democratic House um, uh, Intelligence um, Committee has those documents. So that's going to be a fucking roller coaster of who the fuck is Jared Kushner talking to and why. Yeah, I just, it's not, it's one of those things that pisses me off so much because it is very clear, like, if there's anybody that is going to have some reasons they shouldn't get security clearance, it's Jared Kushner's inexperienced ass. Like, oh, yeah. that guy has no pedigree. He has no experience. He's a classic fail son. He's a classic fail son. Um, and, yeah, and he just, like, oh, you're, oh, it makes me so mad. Like, yeah. And, again, I hate that, like, that whataboutism shit, but, like, oh, can you imagine? Fuck. So well, stupid. Like, for those of you uh, just, just tuning in, Jared Kushner's entire resume is worked for dad. Pretty much. And then it, it, it was worked for dad because his dad was a um, the head of a uh, the Kushner um, real estate empire until he had to go to jail for tax evasion and fraud. His dad, so not that, Jared Kushner, right? Yeah, yeah Jared okay. Kushner ran the company while his dad went to jail for um, several years for um, tax and um, fraud. So now Jared Kushner is the head of a multi... Excuse me billion dollar real estate company and his sole requirement for that was his debt pretty much man so, it's so great then, so then he met, meets uh, Ivanka Trump who entire resume is funded by dad yep. and marries her and now he works for her father-in-law which is actually I think a step down that's even like fucking worse but now he's this like He's this wonder kid in the White House and has no fucking business of doing any of this shit. And he talks like this, and he talks uh, like a fucking Muppet. Man, Jared Kushner's voice is so much higher than you expect it to be. And that's not a dig at anybody with a high voice, but, like, he's, everything about that guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a great clip on um, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver where they had they dubbed an entire speech. that Actually, it was the first speech, like, for years... Nobody had heard uh, Jared Kushner speak, especially since he'd been a fixture at the White House for no fucking reason. And so he went out and said something about like when the uh, when people were accusing him of being involved in this uh, Russia deal or whatever. Yeah. He went out and gave some posts. He's like, I have never, I have never. 
been involved in. And uh, um, John Oliver dubbed out uh, fucking uh, his voice with um, Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, I bet that works beautifully. And it was like, I'm Jared Crusher. <laughs> I bet that I've was never good. been involved. And it is, and it just went on, and like John Oliver, after like they let him do the entire like two minute speech, he goes, "You know what? You can't tell me that's not his voice because you've never heard his voice." <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, so fail son Jared Kushner now has security clearance, and right after he got that, he apparently met with the uh, you know of course the um, uh, was it S S B M or S M G Saudi Arabia stayed. I know the New York peoples. No, right, no, no. State the Department Saudi- or whatever we talk about. No, 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 no. Saudi, the, Saudi, the Prince of Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Prince of Saudi Arabia, who just uh, sawed off the head of one of our journalists here yep. uh, that lived in the United States. Right after that, um, right after you know, we we found out that he got his security clearance through shady means, we found out that uh, um, he and Ivanka went over to meet with... Uh, the SMB, whatever his name is, um, the Prince Brown, of Saudi Arabia. Prince, uh, yeah, I, that's gonna have to look that up. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, went to meet with him the day that um, uh, Cohen was going to testify. So everybody in, on the planet is very convinced that they did that because they knew nobody would be paying attention. They went over to went over to Saudi Arabia to discuss whatever the fuck they were going to discuss with a very very easily convicted murderer. Yeah, that's a whole great situation there with that. That's awesome. You want to you want to turn on your what if Obama did this goggle Shay? Like, uh, oh man, that that shit is. I I, I just I. It, it's such a low bar of an argument to make, um, but it's such an easy argument to make because for so many years I've had the right telling me that they're the moral party. They're the party about law and order and justice, and I mean obviously it's always been propaganda or at least propaganda in my lifetime. I've never known the Republican Party to be any of the full shit. Uh, exactly. But, yeah, but it's 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 such bullshit. Like, can you imagine the shit show if fucking Barack Obama had been signing Bibles and tits? Yeah. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Like, and then that, that kind of hypocrisy just boils down to show that the, the Republican Party, and I'm saying Republican, not conservative, because I believe those are two different things now. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's just fucking rotten to the core. It's just rotten straight to the fucking core. The Democratic Party has its problems. It does. But, but it has not put up Kanye West yet. So. No, and then like, you know, and then you got people like fucking Mitch McConnell who are saying that making it easier for people to vote is a power grab. Like, okay, dude, like you, that, that shows a lot about your intentions right there. So, uh, well, he, he went, he even went farther when the, um, house just passed HR one yep. that would, that would do a lot of things in a lot of States, much like, um, automatic registration. When you turn 18, you don't actually have to register. You're just automatically registered. You can go and then change your party affiliation later, um, um, new uh, early voting and uh, you know just just re to just a re up of our voting our, our voting machine. Yeah. The 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 process in which we elect House and Senate and you know presidents. Uh, Mitch McConnell said we're not bringing that up in the Senate. Like the House just passed it almost unanimously. Um, Mitch McConnell says, I'm not bringing it up in the Senate. And asked why, he says, because I get to decide what we vote on. That like, is his it. reason. That's not, yeah. that is not a reason. That is, well, I mean, it is. That That's, 
I mean, it's true, Mitch... technically, but that's not... Yeah. Mitch McConnell is not a Machiavellian, like, wonder kid. Mitch McConnell, all Mitch McConnell wants to do is sit around in the Senate and put as many conservative judges in as many conservative judge holes as he can. Yeah. And he, he has no, like, grand, like, super strategy, like... I don't want to compare Nancy Pelosi to, to Mitch McConnell, but Nancy Pelosi is a strategist. She knows that she has to go finagle a certain thing with a certain uh, House member from a certain state because they're in a certain precarious position because of either coal regulations or this or that. Like, she has a very narrow window that she has to thread to get a bill you know, up and past the way she wants it. And she yeah. knows that, and she's fucking good at it. Like, whatever you want to say about Nancy Pelosi, she's good at her job, and she gets oh, yeah. it done. I, yeah, yeah, that's, I, you know, I, I have never said she was bad at her job. Like, anyone that's arguing yeah. that is fucking full of shit. Right. On the, other, on, on the other side of that coin, Mitch McConnell just says, well, how about we not do that? Yeah. Like, like Mitch McConnell, like, you know, he's like, I'm gonna, you know, you know when you talk about, like, uh, infrastructure or... Uh, immigration reform, or um, what's another big thing? Uh, healthcare. Anything that's a big lift, that's a complicated thing, that would would land on his desk, that he would either have to corral his his uh, Republican senators against or for, or uh, maybe if it's something he even likes, he would even want to do, that would have to work across the aisle with the Democratic senators to pass or not pass. Uh, Mitch McConnell's go-to move is, well, what if I just don't do that? Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, what if I just don't put it up? I really still... wonder what the political landscape's going to look like when Mitch McConnell's not around. Because eventually he's not going to be there. The damage he's done, it will, obviously. But have you ever seen the? Have you ever seen the like the end part of Frozen where everybody's celebrating and singing? Yep. Yep. That's what that, it's going to look what like. You're gonna yeah. Be. yeah. Yeah. Because his his go to move is. Uh, I don't want to fucking do that. Yeah. Like, and I imagine even once he's gone, there's probably a lot of people in the Republican Party that'll be glad too, because he's he's just a fucking lightning rod of it for just bullshit. Like, I, I can't imagine people like working under. Yeah. He, oh, he doesn't care, and that's what oh, makes that's what makes him so dangerous is that he's. And, and let's let's get this straight. Mitch McConnell is not a stupid man. He's an evil man, but he's not stupid. Yeah. He doesn't care. The fact that you think he's uh, a hypocrite. Doesn't fucking no. take him. Doesn't that, I, I guarantee you that does not factor in any decisions that man makes. No, he just he would love he would love it if um he could he could plug a conservative judge in every hole that is yeah. a an open seat right now, and then when you tell him that the American public votes eighty nine percent to eleven percent to pass comprehensive immigration reform, he would go. Eh, I don't really want to do that. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, and and you can't make him. Nope. And he will sit there with no chin. Excuse me. And go. Uh, yeah, not doing that. Like, there's not some Machiavellian scheme. Like, he's not. He's not playing 3D chess. He just doesn't do the things you want him to do, and he does the things he wants to do, and that's it. Fuck off. Pretty much. Yep. He is not. In, his his interests are not the, the what's best for America. That's for goddamn sure. No. Yeah. So while I. Don't wish him any harm. I will not be upset when he dies. Nope. 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 All right, Shay. I, I think we should wrap this up about now. I think we I think we did a pretty good recap of the highlights of, of, of woo fuckery in the oh, last yeah, two weeks. Most definitely. 
we will try to uh, be more con uh, consistent in the uh, coming uh, weeks and months because uh, I don't I don't have any other conferences to go to. Uh, I got nothing um, going on. So there we go. So we're just gonna you're just gonna get double barrels of all our genius whenever whenever we throw up these podcasts. Speaking of which, you can should be able to find this podcast everywhere you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud. We're on. Google Play, we're on iTunes, we're everywhere. Alex Jones is not. Yeah, awesome. that is very satisfying for me. Actually, and you know what, Jay? It's super easy to do that. Too. I know. I don't, it's super easy. That to is do what that. a that is how much of a piece of shit Alex Jones is that you and <laughs> yeah. I have a podcast on iTunes and he doesn't. All right. Um, shoot us, hit us up on Twitter. It's at Woodscast the, and then on Facebook we are at Woodscast seventeen seventy six. As always, shoot us an email, and I swear to God, Shay and I will answer it. At thewoodscast76 at gmail.com. Um, still haven't gotten any responses uh, that Shay is not a girl's name, so uh, by default, uh, you have a girl's name. You should be more woke, Justin. Yeah, oh, really? Does, is, is having a girl's name a bad thing? Are you saying that women's names are bad? I'm saying that you are a big, burly man that has a gross name. <laughs> not making any judge, judgment about women's names or women Just at all. Just an I'm observation saying. of fact. Yeah, I'm just stating my younger brother, who is a large man, has a girl's name. Uh huh. All right. Well, this is the point where we thank you guys for listening because we love to do this. Um, no matter how much it annoys my wife and Shay's girlfriend. We're using those words now. All right. It's all right. Six months, but yeah, we're there. <laughs> all right. So no matter how much this annoys my wife or Shay's girlfriend, we love doing it because I get to talk to my little brother. We get to shoot the shit, and it's fun. We hope you enjoy it, too. Um, as always, um, Shay, say goodbye to the nice people. Doodles, people. I'm